Merry Christmas all. Our Bible reading today comes from 1 Timothy chapter 2 verses 1 to 6. I urge then, first of all, that requests, prayers, intercession and thanksgiving be made for everyone, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Saviour, who wants all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all men, the testimony given in its proper time. Thank you. Martin Luther once said that Christmas consists of three miracles. The first, that God became a man. The second, that the virgin became a mother. And the third, uh, that people like us can believe it. I want to talk to you this morning about the real meaning of Christmas, the Lord Jesus. And I want to pray first. Please pray with me. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that we have this opportunity on Christmas Day together to worship, worship you and to acknowledge Jesus, your Son, our Saviour and our Lord. Help us to concentrate for a few minutes and to learn a little bit more about him, that we might truly live lives that honour and please him. We ask in his name. Amen. Strange reading for Christmas, isn't it? We'll see what the point of it is in a moment. Before I go any further, I want to take a few minutes. I only have a few minutes. But I, the other night I sat down and I thought... <clears throat> I wonder how well we know the Christmas story. There are so many adaptations of it and so many plays and so many traditions that have been added to it that we think things have happened and the Bible doesn't talk about it or the Bible talks about it in a different way. And so I thought I'd ask about 12 questions and see how you do. And I, if anybody here gets 12 out of 12, then I will give you one of these containers. You have to give the answers to the person just sitting beside you. You won't have long, um, but here we go. Twelve questions. Number one. How many times does the Bible indicate that the star appeared? Number two. I didn't say they were easy. Um, where did the wise men find Jesus in Bethlehem? Where did the wise men find Jesus in Bethlehem? Number three, how many times do the angels appear to Joseph in the Christmas story? Who named the baby Jesus? Who named him Jesus? Wrong. Did Mary tell Joseph that she was pregnant? It's either you've got an answer or you just go, uh, we don't know, or that's okay, that's your answer. <clears throat> Where did the wise men come from? <laughs> Shh! How many countries did the wise men come from? Where was the manger? 
Number nine, what made the star of Bethlehem so different to all other stars? Number 10, was Jesus born in a stable? Number 11, where did the shepherds find Jesus? And number 12, what animals are mentioned with Jesus? And here are the answers. You're on your own honour. How many times did the Bible indicate that the star appeared? Twice. At least twice. Where did the wise men find Jesus in Bethlehem? Answer? In a house. Matthew chapter 2. How many times did the angels appear to Joseph in the Christmas story? Answer? Certainly three and possibly four times. Matthew 1 and 2. Who named him Jesus? Answer? The angel. The angel told Joseph, the angel told Mary, you will call him. And Luke chapter 2 verse 21 actually says, uh, 31. That's the name that the angel gave him. Did Mary tell Joseph that she was pregnant? No. How do you know that? Because it says she was discovered to be pregnant. Where did the wise men come from? The east. How many countries did they come from? One. How do I know that? Because it says they returned to their own country at the end of it. Singular. One country. Where was the manger? Not told. Everybody thinks it's in a stable. The Bible doesn't say that. What made the star different to the other stars? It travelled in a north-south direction as opposed to stars travelling east-west direction. This one went north-south, Jerusalem to Bethlehem. Was Jesus born in a stable? Not told. Could have been. Not told. Where did the shepherds find Jesus? In a manger. What animals are mentioned with Jesus? Put up hand for donkey, <laughs> lambs, cows, none of the above. No animals are mentioned with Jesus. How'd you go? Who got 12? Nobody. Nobody? No. They're all mine. <laughs> How many wise men were there? Yeah, who knows? There could have been three. Could have been more. Who knows? We just sang about with three, king, three wise men, didn't we? But, it, but we call them three wise men because they gave how many gifts? Three. You ever thought about if they weren't wise men, if they were wise women, how the story would be different? What would be different? Well, firstly, if they were wise women, they would have stopped and asked for directions. <clears throat> they would have arrived on time. When they got there, they would have cleaned the stable, they would have helped with the birth and they would have bought practical gifts like casseroles and nappies and things, not <laughs> gold, frankincense and myrrh. But these guys are called wise men because they're wise because of the gifts they brought. They were wise, they were spiritually discerning of who he was, that's what the gold means, 
of what he would come to do, that's what the mer means, and our response to that, what we need to do in response, that's the frankincense. Their gifts demonstrate who he was, what he came to do, and how we should respond to him. That's why we call them, well, that's one of the reasons we call them the wise men. I don't think anybody would have any trouble agreeing with me this morning and saying that there are problems in the world today. And there are many people, thank God for them, who are doing all that they can to alleviate the symptoms of this troubled world. But the question is, what causes the symptoms? What's behind everything? How come this world is off track? How come things go wrong and families are hurt and busting up? Well, the Bible tells us that the root cause of ultimately of what's going wrong with our world is sin and that we're all infected by it. The heart of the human problem is the problem of the human heart. That because of sin, which we're all infected with and our families are affected by and everybody we know is affected by, there's only ever been one human who was never affected by sin and that was Jesus. But all the rest of us are tainted by it, bent by it, broken by it. And all of these wrong things that go on in the world is not what God wanted for our world. It's certainly not how the world started out. But there are consequences to the choices we make. And the ultimate consequence is that we are disconnected, not only from each other, but we're disconnected from the one who made us and loved us and who made us to know him, made us to be like him in his image. And because of sin, because we turned our back on him, because we wanted to do our thing our way, we wanted to be in charge of our lives. Nobody can tell us what to do. Because of that attitude, sin, we are separated from God. And God is not pleased with his separation. Certainly it's the consequences of sin, but that's why Jesus came into the world. That's why God sent him. He came to reconnect, to bridge the gap. I went home last night after last night's service because I got a thought during our Christmas Eve service last night that every time Christmas is mentioned, every time the birth of Jesus is mentioned in the, in the New Testament. Every time it mentions he came in the flesh or that he, he came down from heaven or he came into the world. <clears throat> I found 11 references and I haven't finished my search yet, but every time they talk about Christmas, they immediately connect it with Easter. He came into the world to die. You will call him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. He is the true bread who came down from heaven, who gives his life for life to the world. 11 times in the New Testament, every time they mention the coming of Jesus, a body you have prepared for me, it says in Hebrews. And then it goes on to talk about the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus's body. Well, Philippians 2, or Romans 8, it's all the way, 11 references. Every time we mention Christmas, his birth, it's automatically linked to his death. The reason he came, and the wise men do that here as well, in the gifts they give, the myrrh particularly pointing forward to the fact that he would one day die for us, to reconcile us to himself. God wants to reconnect with us. He could have shouted from heaven, but that would have scared everybody. He came down and became one of us so he could talk with us. He came into the world to connect with us. So the question I have for you this morning is this Christmas, do you want to reconnect with him? Do you want to know him, know him more? As I said before, there are so many traditions and angles and adaptations of the Christmas story that what we need to do is to go back to the original script. That's in the Bible. And I have with me this morning some Gospels, Gospels of Mark. 
and a couple of John. If you've never read the gospel, if you'd like to read more about Jesus, the actual original story of Jesus, then come and ask me this morning. Come and grab one of these, take it home, read it, and come back and chat to us about it. The Lord Jesus came into our world because he came to die. And he died and he rose again, we know, and he ascended into heaven. Now, what does that mean? That there is a real human being in heaven. There is a connection. And because of Jesus opening the way for us, the Holy Spirit now comes and resides inside of everybody who reconnects with God. So now there is divinity inside humanity. There are links now being re-established between us and God, all because of Christmas, all because of Jesus and why he came. God's done everything he possibly can to re-establish those links. He's done everything. He's paid the debt, reconnected. Only one thing is necessary. You have to respond. It's like a gift. It's already purchased. It's already wrapped. It's presented to you. You have to receive it. And not just receive it, you have to open it. You have to accept it. You have to use it. Exactly the same with Jesus. Simple as ABC. Admit your need for God's forgiveness. Admit your disconnection that you want to be reconnected. Believe in your heart that Jesus is the one to do that. And then commit yourself. Just pray honestly. Like in that passage which I want to come to in just a moment. Reminded us. For those of you who have been here a long time, you would have heard me tell this story a long time ago. Some of you might remember it. Some of you will not have heard it. Pastor of a church phoned a family because the family had recently visited his church. He rang the home number and a voice answered with a little soft whisper. Hello. And the pastor said, who is this? And in a very soft whisper, Jimmy. The pastor said, how old are you, Jimmy? And the pastor then says, Jimmy, can I speak to your mum? She's busy. Is your dad there? Can I talk to your dad, please? He's busy too. Can you hear me when I whisper? Good. Are there any other adults there, Jimmy, in your house? The police are here. Can I speak to one of the police officers, please? Who else is there? Fireman. Can I put one of them on the phone, please? They're busy. Jimmy, what are all these people busy doing? They're looking for me. <laughs> Lots of us are like Jimmy. We're hiding. But God's looking for us. That's what Christmas is about. Christmas reminds us that God is looking for us. He came into our world. What does God want for Christmas? Do you ask that of your kids? We ask our kids every year. What do you want for Christmas? They ask and we never get it. We always give them something else. No, it's not true. We try to give them what they want. In that passage, Stan, if you can try and throw it back up, that would be helpful, particularly verse 4. What does God want for Christmas? This passage answers the question. This passage says that, well, we should pray because God wants us to live quiet and peaceful lives and godliness and holiness, it pleases God. 
And verse 4 says, God wants all people to be saved. What does God want for Christmas? He wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. What's the truth that God wants us all to come to? There is one God and there is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all people. See how it links Christmas with his death and his resurrection? Jesus came into our world and he gave himself as a ransom for all people. What does God want for Christmas? He wants you to be saved. He wants you to know him. Don't miss it. He's done all that he possibly can to reconnect us with himself. Scribes missed it. They knew the answers. They knew the Bible. But they were too preoccupied. Herod missed it. Well, he missed it because he had his own ego and his own ambitions and don't let that cause you to miss. Um, the innkeeper, he gets bad press. <clears throat> he probably missed it. The shepherds told people they were amazed, but not changed. The Jerusalem crowd heard of the wise men when they came. They were fearful of the consequences. All of these people missed it. Don't you miss it. Today's the day to reconnect. You can receive forgiveness from God and experience cleansing and a new start. You can renew your faith in God. Trust him and have confidence in him and be transformed by his word and his grace. You can release your fears and find yourself experiencing his peace and protection. And Christmas is a time to reconnect and to rebuild friendships and relationships for God so that we can be salt and light influences to bless others. What's Christmas all about? It's the birth of the Lord Jesus. Why did he come? To die. Why did he die? To reconcile us to God. Let's pray together. Thanks, Heavenly Father, for this amazing truth that you, the sovereign creator, pursued us lovingly, came into our world, in the person of Jesus and was fully obedient even unto death, death on a cross, in order that we might be reconciled, reconnected, brought back into the relationship. Heavenly Father, help each one here today to admit their need, to believe in their heart that Jesus died and rose again and to commit themselves to you. So bless us, Lord, this Christmas we pray. And everybody said, don't forget, if you want a gospel, come and grab one. <laughs>